Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to a odd uh, version of our uh, show this week. It's uh, this week in history. We are looking at the week of June 11th to the 17th. Normally, we would be at 12 o'clock on uh, Thursday, but uh, chaos is erupting in my house. I have appliances coming, repair people going. I have pergolas being put up, patios being put down. I got uh, car repairs going on. I'm actually at London Kia while my car is being repaired, so we can do this. So I apologize for the craziness, but we want to make sure we get this show out there for everybody and we keep up with the weeks. Well, uh, thank you for joining us on YouTube and Facebook. Also on our podcasts on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get podcasts from, we're here for you. Send us a line at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Check out our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. Uh, and want to remind you, our shirts are available at prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbagswrestling. And you can get our four t-shirts. Of course, the comic book version is supporting Stephen's wrestling journey and the Kiri Moral Formation uh, research going on at Children's Hospital in Toronto. And, of course, we are always sponsored by CoolBet. Stay cool, bet responsibly. And they're the ones who uh, bring us our uh, shows each week along with the uh, Scumbags uh, Prediction League, when this week we're going to be doing it again on Sunday for WD Hell in the Cell. So now that I got all that over with, I'm going to be probably uh, in and out with my uh, voice, but the guy is going to lead us through the history, as always, from Niagara Falls. Jonesy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I love the set behind you. Maybe this could be a whole new thing. You're at a completely different place. Um... Yeah, so uh, we might not hear as often from Sean, and he's going to be muting himself so we don't hear the wind, but actually that hasn't been too bad. So. Yeah. They're also calling uh, different service uh, requests uh, for call picking up phone numbers and stuff like that, so I'm going to be uh, muting as much as possible to uh, uh, avoid that for you, uh, the listeners to uh, hear that, but I will be interjecting uh, into uh, some insights if I remember certain things going on. So, if we want to uh, get this uh, train going, I'm good to go with data one, June 11th. Okay, here we go, June 11th. 21 years ago, WCW, the Great American Bash uh, from Baltimore Arena. Uh, in this crappy event, Goldberg turned heel in an awful main event match. Vampiro defeated Sting in a human torch match. And Jeff Jarrett defeated Kevin Nash to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And Ernest Miller was the special referee. Are we, surprised, are we surprised that WCW was out of business a few months later? Because isn't this, uh, was this 2000 or 2001? Uh, this would be 2000. Yeah, so within a year later, they were out of business. And uh, if I remember right, uh, listening to some Conrad Thompson uh, uh, podcasts, depending on who it is, uh, buy rates were in only like five-digit uh, figures, uh, tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, or even million-dollar uh, or million uh, viewers for these events. So things uh, definitely went uh, AWOL after uh, getting some wonky creative along with, uh, uh, of course, you uh, got to look at the AOL Time Warner uh, merger. Yeah, um, in June and all the way through July so far that I've been doing, uh, all the pay-per-views are down more than half of what they were just two years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Carrying all on. right, so we're going to continue. 15 years ago, WWE presented EC... Hey, be quiet back there, darn woman. 15 years ago, WWE presented ECW One Night Stand. Uh, the show served as the relaunch of ECW. Taz defeated Jerry Lawler by submission in just 35 seconds. A little too long, if you ask me. Rey Mysterio fought Sabu to a no contest and extreme rules match for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Rob Van Dam defeated John Cena in an Extreme Rules match to win the WWE Championship. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, main event because I believe, uh, if I recall right, Edge ended up coming out and uh, spearing Cena and took off his motorcycle helmet that he was disguising himself and that helped uh, with the win. But there was the whole 
signs of Cena wins, we riot going on. Cena would take off his uh, shirt and throw it into the crowd. And because they were at the Manhattan Center uh, for this event, people, and they were clearly old school ECW fans, they were throwing the t-shirt back at him. And he did, went back and forth a whole bunch of times before he finally gave up and just put it uh, to the side <laughs> of the ring. But that crowd was really into that uh, show. And it eventually launched, I think we're going to talk about it in a couple minutes, uh, the rebirth of ECW under WDE banner. But, yes. Yeah, crazy uh, event. Definitely worth going back and watching. Ten years ago, WWE presented the 2007 WWE Draft Lottery on a special edition of Raw. This time around, the wrestlers competed in matches to earn draft picks for their respective brands. The winning brand would win one random wrestler from another brand. But that's not all that happened that night. It was Mr. McMahon Appreciation Night. Uh, Vinny was losing it after the after losing the ECW championship. Many superstars were there to cheer him up, but buried Vinny instead. Left ejected McMahon would walk to his limo, all sad, get in the limo, and the limo blows up. Uh, this was one of the more spectacular um, uh, stunts they did on the show. Uh, this caused some backlash uh, for this angle, however, because it was uh, to end with a funeral for the chairman, but the story was scrapped after the Benoit incident two weeks later. Vinny would resurface unharmed in early August of that year. Yeah, uh, I know you can't see on your screen uh, what's going on, but I have... Uh... I can now. Oh, a gif of uh, the limo being blown up uh, when Vince got in there, and he looked around and the guy and and I think they were going to have it as an angle where obviously somebody from the family was trying to get rid of him, and they were going to lean towards also the illegitimate son, I think, which they did eventually do, and it's Hornswoggle because I think it was supposed to be Ken Kennedy uh, originally, yeah. and so all these plans got scrapped, but also that night. Uh, it kind of cost uh, uh, Paul London his job because as Vince is sadly walking through the back uh, and out of the arena, everybody's lined up and Paul London, for whatever reason, whether it was nerves or knowing what was going to happen or could not keep a straight face and was uh, ended up being seen laughing as Vince went past him and it ended up costing him his job. Oh, that's a bad time to get the giggles. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good way to get someone fired you don't like. <laughs> True. All right. Yeah, I can see the pictures only when I expect back to go see it. Okay. Uh, so, and it is a happy 62nd birthday of Terrence Wayne Terry Allen, a.k.a. Magnum T.A., this Tom Selleck-looking wrestler uh, had a short career after a car accident ended his in-ring career. Magnum was a two-time NWA U.S. champ and was looking to become a world champ before his Porsche crashed into a telephone pole. Uh, did you know he is the stepfather of wrestling prodigy Tessie, Tessa Blanchard and the godfather of Cody Rhodes? Yeah, actually, I did uh, know about that. Uh, she's uh, very cool. Oh, I figured you did. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were me, me in general. But um, so yeah, uh, actually, there's a uh, last week's uh, edition of Grill and Jr. Uh, they actually do a whole uh, career retrospective for uh, Magnum TA, and that's where those uh, sort of uh, obviously the uh, facts about him come up in that uh, with who he's related to and Godfather. And apparently, Andre the Giant was uh, the one who named Magnum T.A. Wow. I did not know that. There you go. All right. We're moving on to 45 years ago. James Irwin Mont, a.k.a. Toots Mont, died after a long battle with pneumonia, and he was 82. He would, ooh, pardon me. He uh, entered our Earth realm on January 18th, 1894, in Garden Grove, Iowa. Uh, Mont would begin wrestling at age 18 
he would have his first wrestling lesson given to him by Jack Taylor. He would join the camp of Ed the Strangler Lewis and would serve as the Jack of all trades for Lewis, sparring partner, trainer, opponent, and police officer. Uh, Mont and Lewis would work on new holds and counters and would combine Greco-Roman and freestyle wrestling and call it Slam Bam Wrestling. Uh, Mont, along with Lewis and manager Billy Sando, uh, would revolutionize the business together and be known as the Gold Dust Trio. Different type of gold dust. Uh, Lewis and Sandow would serve as bookers and agents for the wrestlers at the, their events, and Mott would introduce time limits and scripted finishes for matches. The new style of slam-bam wrestling style wrestling worked and took wrestling out of the burlesque theaters and shitty halls into major sporting venues. He went in the WWE Hall of Fame Legacy Wing in 2017, and there's a heck of a lot more to this man's story. Uh, you can always look it up. Moving on to June 12th. 34 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Antonio Noki defeated Masa Sato in a tournament final to become the first IWGP heavyweight champion. The new Japan Pro Wrestling founder would hold the title one time for 325 days before a fractured foot forced him to vacate the title. 23 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Kenta Kobashi defeated Tohaki, ooh, Toshiaki Kawada to win the All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship. That's easy for you to say. Oh, man, that one. I, I, I just got to say Kawada. Uh, 21 years ago on Raw is War from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Crash Holly defeated Jared Briscoe to win the WWF Hardcore Belt. 20 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Baltimore, Maryland. Tess defeated Rhino to win the WWF Hardcore belt. Uh, near the end of the match, former WCW Nitro hottie Stacy Keebler made her WWF debut. No complaints about Miss Keebler. I got a picture of her up there right now. But uh, it's funny when uh, the mm. Nitro Girls uh, search uh, was going on that they did the special uh, with uh, Nitro and all that. She was, uh, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, with the way she looked, but she was like my instant pick uh, when they were going to different colleges or whatever. And I saw her and I'm like, there's your winner. And sure enough, she won. And then you get guys like David Flair who ended up hooking up with her. Test got uh, hooked up with her. George Clooney, you know, but the guys that uh, she ended up being with, uh, especially in the wrestling world, they were overachievers for sure. Yeah, too bad Test is gone now because he could have been bragging. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had a Clooney girl. She was mine before she was yours. Moving on, 16 years ago, WWE presented ECW One Night Stand. Born from the mind of Rob Van Dam came this ECW reunion spectacular. Uh, Tommy Dreamer would uh, be point man on this one. He'd write, produce, and main event a WWE pay-per-view. The record sales of the DVD, The Rise and Fall of ECW, helped uh, convince the WWE brass this pay-per-view would be a great idea, and it was. Stone Cold Steve Austin also made an unannounced cameo appearance. Some of the matches on the card, Rey Mysterio defeated Psychosis, Chris Benoit defeated Eddie Guerrero, Mike Awesome defeated Masato Tanaka, and the Dudley Boys defeated Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was this one or I think it was this one. Might have been the uh, year later, but uh, regardless, we've talked about both when uh, I stands from 2005 and 2006, but uh, there was a huge brawl afterwards. Uh, and John Layfield kind of took advantage and uh, ended up uh, bloodying up uh, the Blue Meanie in uh, that one encounter. So was not a memorable night for him. No, but um, uh, the, the one thing in that whole card was the Mike Awesome Masato Tanaka match. They were both just absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was uh, definitely a uh, throwback to the old ECW uh, uh, realm, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Ten years ago, TNA presented Slammiversary 9 from the Impact Zone. 
Uh, Bully Ray defeated AJ Styles in a last man standing match. Mr. Anderson defeated Sting to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And Kurt Angle defeated Jeff Jarrett to become the number one contender for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Had Angle lost, he would have given Jarrett his Olympic gold medal. 81 years ago in Kansas City, Orville Brown, one of my personal favorites, defeated Bobby Bruins to win the Kansas City version of the Midwest Wrestling Association World Heavyweight Championship. This was his first of 11 reigns. 39 years ago, High Chief Peter Maivia died of cancer in Hawaii. He was just 45. Maivia, the maternal grandfather of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is a member of the Noe family. And did you know he had a small role in the 1967 James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice, and served as an uncredited stunt coordinator? In 2008, Maivia was posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely a huge legacy and somewhat the trunk of the uh, Nawani uh, and uh, Samoan dynasty. I heard he had quite the trunk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, if anybody's watching The Young Rock, everything picks up after uh, Peter has passed away. So we, I doubt, unless they go even a little bit further back and have his grandmother remembering, uh, we won't see any uh, guest appearance by somebody uh, posing as uh, High Chief Peter Maivia, unlike how we see Andre and Randy and Sheik and the uh, Samoans and obviously Rocky Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. I've switched to water now, so uh, I was drinking something with too much fizz. Uh, 25 years ago, the World Bodybuilding Federation presented the second WBF championship from the Long Beach Convention and Entertainment Center. Uh, the second year was worse than the first. Uh, their book, booked host fell through in Lou Frigno. Uh, then they tried Lex Luger, but he was just in a car accident. For the competition, they didn't look physically in shape as the year before, and this was due to the show having stringent uh, drug testing rules this year, and McMahon was under investigation for steroid distribution. Uh, the buyer rate was so poor that most cable outlets reported the show as zero. It was the lowest grossing event in pay-per-view history at the time. Uh, Gary Stridham uh, won the event for the second straight year. Uh, just a month after the competition, Vince McMahon folded the World Body uh, Building Federation with $15 million in losses posted. Yeah, it's a shame that uh, Vince's outside ventures uh, and of his interest beyond wrestling seem to uh, not uh, do so well for him. You know, WBF uh, is one example, the XFL twice over unfortunately but the second time only because of covid because i think it uh, did have a lot of chance but people didn't really give it either time because of the way it was presented or in this case covid um but yeah it's a shame uh that happened and uh, just i don't know if it was really a uh, good fit anyways but i'm not sure also if uh the rest of the season for um dark side of the ring is actually doing anything with the steroid trial but if they were to ever do anything with the steroid trials i would uh venture that the wbf would be uh a little blip in that uh show mm -hmm. because of it too agreed i think he did the the bodybuilding thing uh, so he could uh write all of his equipment off at uh, uh titan towers at the time hey who knows 20, uh, sorry, 28 years ago, WWF presented the first pay-per-view edition of King of the Ring from the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, this was the seventh King of the Ring tournament dating back to uh, 1985. In a pre-dark uh, dark match, Papa Shango defeated Owen Hart to retain the USWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the King of the Ring quarterfinals had Bret Hart defeating Razor Ramon, Mr. Perfect Bitch Slapped Mr. Hughes, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan and his stupid piece of wood, Tatanka fought Lex Luger to a 15-minute time limit draw. As a result, both men were eliminated. 
Uh, Bret Hart would go on to defeat Mr. Perfect in kind of a rematch of, I think it was the previous SummerSlam or one of those. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow received a bye into the finals with Tatanka and Lex Luger's time limit draw double elimination. And in the King of the Ring final, we saw Bret Hart defeat Bam Bam Bigelow to win the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, the non-tournament bouts were uh, Yokozuna and Hulk Hogan. Uh, and, of course, Yokozuna won the WWF Championship after Hogan took a big flame to the face, um, which he'd do it to himself years later in WCW. And Shawn Michaels defeated Crush to retain the WWF IC belt. Yeah, it's, uh, I didn't mind this uh, King of Ring. I wish they would keep that concept, but I almost see the... Uh... Money in the Bank ladder match being somewhat the freshened version of a uh, King of the Ring tournament. Sorry about that. Is your car ready? No, not yet. It only just—it hasn't even gone in yet. It's still oh. in the parking lot. Is that your car right behind you? No. Oh, okay. But uh, anyways, just uh, the tournament itself and the way it presented. I enjoy tournaments, but yeah, Money in the Bank I think is a uh, new version of that. And then uh, this was Hogan's one and only title defense uh, of the world title after getting it from Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9 and then lost it. Just And then he totally left. Actually, my card's going in right now. Oh, excellent. All right, 22 years ago, WCW presented the Great American Bash. Sid Vicious would return to WCW at this event. Uh, Ric Flair defeated Rowdy Piper by DQ. With Buff Bagwell interfering, giving Flair not only the win, but the new presidency of WCW, which was on the line. Uh, Rick Steiner defeated Stink in a Falls Count Anywhere match to retain the WCW TV title. Uh, but the match didn't end by a pinfall, but instead the referee stopped the match because Sting was attacked by dogs. Uh, the Jersey Triad, which was Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon, defeated Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn to win the WCW Tag Belts. And Kevin Nash defeated Randy Savage by DQ to retain the WCW World Belt. 17 years ago, WWE presented Bad Blood. Uh, Trish Stratish defeated Victoria, Lita, Gail, and Gail Kim in a fatal four-way match to win the WWE Women's Belt. And Triple H defeated Shawn Michaels in the longest Hell in a Cell match in WWE history at 47 minutes and 30-some-odd seconds. Fifteen years ago, WWE presented the first episode of the rebooted ECW. In the opening segment, Rob Van Dam was presented with the ECW Championship. RVD was also the WWE Champion at the time. Um, also, a 19-year-old Barbie Blank made her debut as an exhibitionist Kelly Kelly for Kelly's Exposure. Uh, the Sandman defeated the Zombie in just 17 seconds. Kurt Angle defeated Justin Credible by submission. And Sabu last eliminated Big Slow to win the 10-man Extreme Battle Royal for a match with John Zena at Vengeance for the WWE Championship. Big uh, Show would eliminate eight of the 10 men. Yeah, this uh, was quite the uh, episode of uh, the first one for uh, ECW Reboot. Uh, because they were on sci-fi of all channels, uh, they... Uh, Sci-Fi wanted to have a little bit of uh, say in what was going on, and that's why they ended up having the zombie uh, there, and they even wanted to have an alien, but uh, they quickly kind of put a kibosh to that by having Sandman beat the living tar out of uh, the zombie in, you said, less than a minute, so mm -hmm. yeah, that was their answer to the uh, Sci-Fi for, uh, yeah, thanks for the suggestions there, bud. Uh, so, so, like, what they couldn't think of something like uh, a monkey character like there is now in wrestling? <laughs> well, you know, a monkey know. from space that would have been great. But true, but you know, we got Space Monkey now in Ontario, but not uh, for ECW. I'm surprised they didn't. Well, we ended up getting eventually vampires, which was uh, That's Kevin true. Thorne and uh, Ariel. But yeah, they wanted more of those characters you'd see on Sci-Fi than uh, anything else. And that just doesn't fit with ECW no matter what. 
All right, 12 years ago, Triple A presented Triple Mania hmm, 17 uh, from Mexico City. Uh, Triple A, or sorry, Team Triple A, which was El Hijo del Cento, La Parca, Vampiro, Octagon, and Jack Evans defeated La Legion Extranjera, uh, which was Silver King, Chessman, Kenzo Suzuki, Electroshock, and Teddy Hart. And it was in a steel cage match with the win. Uh, Walken rolled in, uh, regained control of Triple A. 12 years ago, Ring of Honor presented Manhattan Mayhem 3. Uh, the show began with a 10-bell salute to the late Mr. Harari Misawawa. Ooh, Misa. Misawa. There you go. That's better. Uh, who died earlier in the day. Uh, Necro Butcher defeated Jimmy Rave. Colt Cabana defeated Brian, Brian Danielson. Uh, Claudio Castanillo and D'Lo Brown in a four-corners survival match. Austin Aries defeated Jerry Lynn and Tyler Black in a three-way dance to become the first two-time ROH world champion. Nigel McGuinness was the special enforcer. And today would have been the 70th birthday of AAA founder Antonio Hippolito Pena. Uh, Pena was Triple uh, A's Vince McMahon, and he had the final say on all matters in the company. Uh, it's a happy 78th birthday for Australian-born Otto Wance. Wance was the creator of the Catch Wrestling Association, a promotion that mixed mat wrestling with strongman competitions. It was popular in Europe. He would hold uh, that title four times. He also wrestled for New Japan Pro and had 15-month run as AWA World Heavyweight Champion. He is on the short list of people who had body slammed both Andre the Giant and Yokozuna. Yeah, when looking for pictures of uh, Otto Wands, uh, there was uh, quickly uh, a Raymond of them. There's even one that almost looks like a thin guy wearing a barrel. That's how big he got from his chest to his midsection, and then just tiny little legs uh, in comparison. Tiny little legs. I was like, what? This nice. Is I have to look those up. Did, did somebody Photoshop this? Because, yeah, it was like a whole beach ball with a head and two legs and arms. <laughs> Kool-Aid man came to life, basically, if you see a picture of him. Wow. Uh, June 14th, 64 years ago in Chicago, Eduardo Carpentier uh, defeated Lou Thez 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. But since Carpentier won on a referee's decision to call the match when Lou Thez was deemed unable to continue, most parts of the world still actually considered Thez the champ. Only a handful of uh, terrorist uh, cons... Uh, territories, <laughs> say, well, that doesn't make sense. Only a handful of territories considered Carpinier as the world champ. Ah, that was that was a great boo boo. Uh, 39 years ago in Green Bay, Jim Brunzel and Greg Gagne defeated the East West Connection, uh, which was Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. 32 years ago, WCW presented NWA Clash of the Champions 7, uh, Guts and Glory from Fort Bragg in North Carolina. The event would include the conclusion of a tournament to decide the new NWA tag champs, and apparently the crowd was drunk and sweating like pigs because the AC, well, they didn't have any in 1989 in a lot of buildings, especially that one. Uh, it was in the triple digits inside the arena. Yikes, I would hate to have been one of the wrestlers. Uh, the fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin, oh man, imagine how sweaty his hairy chest was. And Michael Hayes defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane to win the vacated NWA World Tag Team Championship. And Ricky Steamboat defeated Terry Funk by DQ. Yeah, it's uh, not conducive to have a wrestling event with people who already sweat a lot without having a uh, air conditioning system, and especially those guys in the 80s that really didn't do manscaping. Mm, yeah. Now, guys like Ricky and, and them, most of them guys were probably fine because they're used to 
being hot and working in hot conditions. So they were fine. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of those fans uh, that would have for security. I bet you that was a fun night. 28 years ago in Columbus, Ohio, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott defeated money Inc. Ted DiBiase in IRS to win the WWF tag team championship. Then in two days later, went back to money Inc. Just for them to cough it up three days again later. 23 years ago, WCW presented the Great American Bash. Booker T defeated Chris Benoit to win their best of seven head-to-head series, 4-3. Dwin also gave Booker T a WCW World TV Championship match later in that show. Chris Jericho defeated Dean Malenko by DQ to win the vacated WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Booker T would go on and defeat Fit Finley to win the WCW World TV belt. Goldberg defeated Conan quickly to retain the U.S. Uh, belt, and it was his 100th <coughs> win. Uh, Sting defeated the Giant to win both WCW Tag Team Championships. Uh, the win would allow Sting to choose his own partner to become tag champions with Sting, and Sting would choose Kevin Nash. You coughed as though uh, it was not a COVID or uh, allergy type thing when you said Goldberg's 100th win. Do you not believe the countdown that uh, WCW had involving uh, Goldberg? Of course, the uh, he had three losses before getting on TV. Not at all. Even even I think with if he was wrestling every day, he wouldn't have been able to get up to 100 that fast. No. But it, it was a good gimmick. Uh, 11 years ago on Raw from Charlotte, North Carolina. The Miz defeated R-Truth, John Morrison, and Zack Ryder in a fatal four-way match to win the WWE U.S. Championship. Six years ago, WWE presented Money in the Bank from Columbus, Ohio. Sheamus became Money in the Bank winner, defeating Neville, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, Kane, and Dolph Ziggler. Nikki Bella defeated Paige to retain the WWE Divas Championship. The prime time players during Young and Titus O'Neil would defeat the New Day, Biggie, and Xavier Woods to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. And Seth Rollins defeated Dam- Dean Ambrose in a ladder match to retain the WWE World Belt. June 15th, 42 years ago in Tupelo, Mississippi. The Blonde Brothers, Wayne Ferris and Larry Latham, defeated Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee to win the AWA Southern Tag Team Championship. After the match, the wrestlers continued to brawl all the way to the concession stand, uh, which they destroyed. After the brawl, there was blood and mustard stains lining the halls. Uh, This would become known as the Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl. Though it wasn't the first brawl to go uh, down on in the concession stands there, uh, this 79 match was shown unedited the next day on Memphis TV. Uh, this match some considered to be the birth of hardcore wrestling. Yeah, if you uh, look at the screen right now, there's a picture of the Blonde Bombers. And to know, think that the gentleman on the right-hand side with that uh, mullet and the... Uh, Goatee is actually the honky tonk man. Wow, what a stupid looking goatee! Yeah, who well, grows those things? I don't know. Go figure. But uh, yeah, and now he, if you see honky tonk man now, he's almost looking back to the way he did as a blonde bomber than uh, he does as the former honky tonk man. Hey, honky, honky is a is a handsome man. Those honkets were very lucky. Twenty four years ago, WCW presented the Great American Bash. Ultimo Dragon defeated Psychosis. Akira Hokodu uh, defeated Medusa in a title versus career match to retain the WCW Women's Championship. Medusa was banished, and shortly after the match, Akira was released, and the WCW Championship was poof. It had one champion, and that was Akira. The Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, defeated Ric Flair and Rowdy Piper to retain the WCW World Tag Belt. And Randy Savage defeated Diamond Dallas Page in a Falls Count Anywhere match. 
Yeah, uh, that, those matches between Savage and DDP definitely defined DDP's career, in my opinion, because he went from being a jobber to a main eventer all because of Savage, I feel. And uh, definitely this guy's limits for uh, DDP afterwards, becoming the people's champion, uh, developing DDPY, uh, and everything he's done since, I think, is a lot due to his feud with Savage. And then you were talking about the uh, women's division, or lack of, in uh, WCW where they had one champion and done made it all worthwhile for Medusa to uh, burn some bridges and dump the uh, title into the garbage can on Nitro, didn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 18 years ago, WWE presented Bad Blood from Houston. This was the first brand-exclusive pay-per-view in the U.S. as only Raw wrestlers were featured on the show. Uh, Scott Steiner defeated Tess to win the Stacy Keebler, Stacy Keebler's managing services. Booker T defeated Christian by DQ in a WWE Intercontinental Championship match. La Resistance, Rene Dupuis and Sullivan Grenier uh, defeated Rob Van Dam and Kane to win the World Tag Team Championship. And Triple H defeated Kevin Nash in a Hell in the Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Belt. And Mick Foley was the special referee. Mm-hmm. So, um, interesting event. Uh, definitely go back on WWE Network or Peacock, depending on where you're listening to us from, and check that out. Uh, another decent event. Uh, you might also want to, uh, Chris, go back one. Uh, we missed uh, the unfortunate news about Stone Cold Steve Austin and Deborah. Oh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. I skipped over it. Okay. And actually, I because uh, I had to edit a lot of this out to make it fit about an hour, I was going to take this out because everyone really knows this. But uh, 19 years ago in San Antonio, Texas, uh, kind of an embarrassing thing for Steve Austin, cops were called to the home of Steve Austin. Deborah Williams reported that Steve beat her up, leaving welts and bruises on her face and back. Stone Cold booked it out of there and two months later would turn himself into Bexar County, Texas authorities. Uh, Steve was ordered, um, his sentence uh, was a, a, to one year probation. He was fined $1,000, had to go, um, had to go to not hit, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wrote this bad. He had to go to a not hit your wife seminar and a no beer for him for a year. Uh, well, he could drink beer, which uh, was what he did for a while on TV, but it was the fake beer if you really looked close. Yeah, it was a uh, downtime for Steve. I think it was also uh, part of that time where he was really frustrated physically, mentally. Uh, he'd even walked out and uh, taken his ball and went home. It was just a really downward time for Steve, and it's really good that he was able to turn things around and become the legend that he is fully today. Mm-hmm. 17 years ago, at a SmackDown taping in Chicago, Rey Mysterio defeated Chavo Guerrero Sr. to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Chavo would be released because of no showing to house shows. The WWE didn't buy this his I was drugged and kidnapped story. Uh, also, the Dudley Boys defeated Charlie Haas and Rico to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. This would make the Dudleys the first team to win both the Raw and SmackDown titles. 14 years ago, Sherry Russell, a.k.a. Sensational Sherry, uh, would die of a drug overdose at her mother's house in McCalla, Alabama. She was 49. I cried in my pillow that day. 12 years ago, Vince McMahon announces that he had sold Monday Night Raw to Donald Trump. Trump's first order was a commercial-free Raw and a three-for-all, having all three brands' championships defended. Uh, we saw Tommy Dreamer uh, defeat Christian to retain the ECW belt. Randy Orton defeated John Zena and the big slow. Oh, and Triple H was in there too, and a fatal four-way match to win the vacated WWE championship. CM Punk defeated Edge and Jeff Hardy in a triple threat match to retain the world heavyweight belt. And Triple H last eliminated John Cena to win the 10-man battle royal for the WWE Championship match at the Great American Bash. And after the match, Trump would announce that the match would happen the next week on Raw, in fact. Uh, Trump wouldn't last long as WWE stock fell 7%, ending the storyline. People actually thought that he bought it. 
Yeah, not really uh, bright on that uh, concept, but at the same time, they were uh, really good. They should have just put a thing out to shareholders or whatever saying this is a storyline. Yeah, but kayfabe apparently was still real to them. Damn it. Ugh. Birthday hugs to Pamela Rose Martinez, a.k.a. Bailey, who turns 32. Before NXT and WWE, Martinez uh, began her career in the California-based big-time wrestling for four years as Davina Rose. She'd move up to compete in the NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Shine Wrestling, and Shimmer Women Athletes. She, was the, she is the first WWE Women's Triple Crown and Grand Slam Champion. She has won various awards, including PWI's Top Female Performer in 2020. And it's also a happy 60th birthday to Scott Norton. May 16th, 28 years ago, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 23. The talk show, sorry, the show was noted for the in-ring return of Ric Flair in WCW. WCW had him doing a talk segment, Flair for the Gold, as he waited out his no-compete com clause with the WWF. The show was both the lowest rated and least watched clash to date, and the Hollywood Blondes would end up taking the fall for the low ratings. Uh, the Four Horsemen, Anderson and Ric Flair, defeated the uh, Hollywood Blondes, Flying Brian and Stunning Steve, to nothing in a best of threes falls match for the WCW and NWA World Tag Team Championship. As the second fall was won via DQ, the championships did not change hands. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that the Hollywood Blondes got uh, pegged for being the uh, fault of that whole ratings thing because the Hollywood Blondes were actually a really good team and uh, then they immediately got broken up uh, after that, uh, apparently not having good chemistry with Arn and Rick. And then going back, um, or sorry, Rick uh, and Arn fought them later on, but uh, it was a downward uh, thing for the Hollywood Blondes. Uh, with the Flair for the Gold segment, it's a quick thing that after all the different marriages that Rick Flair had, he's now in real life with Fifi the Maid. Nice. Yeah, good, uh, good, good uh, end story. About two years ago, they did a commitment ceremony with each other, and uh, they're together, uh, him and Wendy are. But, uh, yeah, I guess it took him a couple marriages to uh, realize that maybe she was the better thing for him. I don't know if they were actually anywhere intimate uh, together during uh, the time that she was part of WCW, but at least a good friendship was uh, forged there that they were able to rekindle years later and move forward in uh, life today. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then and, and that's... Uh... That's good. That's a happy moment. I'm going to cry. 25 years ago, WCW presented the Great American Bash. The show was noted for the Scott Hall and Kevin Nash return to pay-per-view for WCW as they were interviewed by Eric Bischoff. Uh, this interview was for legal purposes to confirm that Nash nor Hall was working for the WWF. Moments later, Bischoff was powerbombed through the stage, which he did not give the names of the three people uh, that would face the outsiders in the match, uh, upcoming match. Dean Malenko defeated a debuting Rey Mysterio Jr. to retain the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Ric Flair and Arn Anderson defeated Kevin Green and Steve McMichael. Late in the match, McMichael turned on Green post-match, Chris Benoit joined in the beatdown on green. The four horsemen uh, were reformed with Flair, Anderson, Benoit, and McMichael. The Giant defeated Lex Luger to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 23 years ago at a Raw's War taping in Austin, Texas, Adam Copeland makes his WWF television debut as the tortured Soul Edge. His opponent... Uh, Jorge Estrada was hurt following a somersault to the outside by Edge when his right leg landed badly on Estrada's head and injuring his neck. Edge would win by count. Nine years ago, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented Domino 6.16 from Osaka, Japan. The show's main event was named uh, the Match of the Year by Tokyo Sports Magazine. 
the main event was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Kazushi uh, Okada to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Eight years ago, WWE presented Payback. Uh, we saw Curtis Axel defeat Wade Barrett in The Miz in a triple threat match to win the, w, the, the WWE IC belt. Uh, this made Colonel Axel the first father and son duo to both hold the icy belt. His father, of course, is Mr. Perfect. AJ Lee defeated Caitlin to win the uh, Divas Championship. Alberto Del Rio defeated Dolph Ziggler to win the World Heavyweight Belt. And John Zena defeated Ryback in a two, um, two out of one in a three stages of hell match to retain the WWE Championship. Stage one went to Ryback, in which was a lumberjack match. Stage two and three went to Zena, and those were the table match and the ambulance match, which I remember being a fairly decent match. Yeah, it's amazing that you were able to get a uh, decent match out of uh, Ryback, but uh, you know when you have I, you know also- what I liked Ryback. And yeah, he wasn't the smoothest guy, but uh, you know what? If he could have just bit his tongue and just gone with it people loved the guy and that was before they really were pushing him so i mean i think he had a great look they really they should have just kept him as a, the the cheap version of goldberg it, it was working yeah this was a uh, good card to look back at because they uh, have uh, a lot of uh, decent uh, matches uh, especially with chris jericho against cm punk uh dolph against del rio you have uh, Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. Like it's a very stacked card compared to most. Yeah, and you know what, Rayback? I loved chanting. Oh, I forgot what the chant was. What feed me more? Oh yeah, yeah, feed me s'mores. Virginity more. Feed me more. I, it was it was a simple chant, and people love chanting, so it, it just worked. Moving on to June 17th, the last day here, 36 years ago at a WWF taping in Poughkeepsie, there it is, New York, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Terry Funk made his WWF debut. So this is many years ago, folks. Funk would attack ring attended Mel Phillips when Phillips had his hands full of Terry uh, Terry's ring gear and put Funk's head hat on his head. He defeated Aldo Murillo uh, by submission. Another debut happened on the card as well as Randy Macho Man Savage made his first WWF in-ring appearance. Billed as wrestling's hottest free agent, many of the managers were at ringside scouting Mr. Savage. And also on the taping featured the U.S. Express, Mike Rotundo, and Barry Windham defeating the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Yeah, you mentioned about uh, Terry Funk uh, playing some SmackDown on uh, Phillips. Couldn't have happened to a better person considering what we found out later on with uh, Mel Phillips and the Ring Boy uh, scandal going on. Oh, that that guy. Okay. Yeah, that guy definitely deserved a beatdown. He sure did. 14 years ago, TNA presented Slammiversary 5 from Nashville. Jay Lethal defeated Chris Sabin to win the TNA X Division belt. Sting defeated Christopher Daniels. And Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Chris Harris, and Christian Cage in a King of the Mountain match to win the vacated TNA world belt. And it's a happy 53rd birthday uh, today to uh, pursue legend Minori Suzuki. He was born in June of 68. Suzuki is a two-time All-Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown champ, a former IWGP Tag Team champion, and former GHC Heavyweight Champion in Pro Wrestling NOAA. Suzuki is also an accomplished mixed martial artist and amateur wrestler. He's the founder of Pancrease, one of the world's first MMA organizations, and was their second-ever world champion. He also was a motion capture actor for the Tekken series uh, of video games. And that is it for this week in wrestling history. It is, of course, compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CaveSideSeats.com, and most importantly from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. 
and a big thank you to our sponsor, sponsor of course, CoolBet, CoolBet.com and sports betting and casino games. Yeah, as always, thank you for uh, CoolBet to be a part of this. And uh, yeah, I'm going to put up that banner. It keeps on popping up and down at the moment. Uh, and of course, always remember to stay cool and bet responsibly. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, we want to thank you all for joining us. This is a uh, wonky uh, week, like you said. I got, I'm on vacation, but it doesn't feel like a vacation because I got renovations, sick wife, and uh, yeah, just car repairs as I'm doing right now at uh, Kia. So thank you for joining us. I'm hoping there's going to be a uh, podcast either tonight or tomorrow for the regular uh, news updates. And of course, Sunday, you can join uh, uh, me in the afternoon previewing uh, Hell in a Cell, which happens on the WWE Network this Sunday. And it's part of the Scumbags uh, Prediction League, and you can end up winning, uh, earning points towards our championship belt, which will be in, uh, awarded next March. Uh, there's still time to join because we've got the season divided into two parts. First season's ending at SummerSlam, and then beginning right after SummerSlam with uh, AEW All Out. So there's always time you can get in there and earn points. You'll never fall too far behind. There's a chance of getting that championship belt. So thank you for joining us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you get your podcasts from. We are here at London Kia. If you want a car, I recommend them. I've always been with London Kia for the last, since 2005. And, uh, yeah, if you're in the area, go check them out. Cheap plug since I'm using their internet and uh, doing podcasts from here. So thank you, London Kia. And thank you, Chris. We will no talk problem. to you later. We're hoping to get back to also Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, Steven's been kind of crazy with uh, his schedule also uh, having uh, the reopening of Ontario. Uh, so everybody stay safe. Enjoy the reopening in the different stages that they are. And we'll catch you later.